be interrupting your Animal Crossing game, Teresa. Hi, uh, yes. You're ten minutes late, girl. Oh look, I I I didn't even know we were doing one, and then I just saw your text at okay one o two. My bad. Maybe you have bad internet going on. It kind of does sound like you have a bad connection. That something. I, I don't even know if I'm getting all your texts. I'll be honest because. The few I saw from this morning did not make sense. Like, I looked like I missed some. Were they just out of order? That happened, too, with me, with Gary. He responded to something that must have been a wrong person or something, because it didn't make any sense to me either. What did I say? You said, like, there was a random, yeah, my Saturday morning class is canceled for two weeks, so I'm around, like, got it five in the morning. Okay, that was from George, and I just responded, like, two weeks, that's being positive. I have something like that. See, oh, that's general, funny because I all I got was Gary's response. I didn't have mine because mine sent like a week ago. Okay, yeah. So that was that was last Thursday when I sent that four o'clock p.m. last Thursday. Wow. I just looked, and then you responded today at eight <laughs> fifteen. Maybe it's, maybe it's George's phone because we're both seeing the same thing, Gary. Yeah. We're, oh, it is on my phone. Mine. I for some reason. Every day, mine has been giving me not send messages. Uh, yeah, because I got okay. I'm trying to find another one because there was a one point where I was like, "What the hell? Like, what is that text from?" I can't. I don't know. We text so much. I don't know. But it was. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, let's get this rolling. You guys want to just jump right into it? Sure. All right. Three, two, one. Hey, toy family! Welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. I'm George Gaspar. And it's been three weeks since we've talked to each other, and a lot has changed since then. Has it really been three weeks? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, okay. I feel like I got to say, um... your man voice has changed for sure. You sound a little more like the <laughs> Teresa I know. Yeah, last time, so I I took a nap right before, before record because I wasn't feeling great, and then I woke up, and I was worse, as people probably heard when I was trying to participate in that episode. But yeah, I ended up being sick for over a week. I don't think it was this crazy corona thing going around. And then yeah, the world has like flipped on end over the past few weeks yeah well i'm glad you're feeling better you sound better but as far as this whole corona thing it's just everything has changed it's just something that none of us are have ever been through and experienced before and i guess we we have no intention of talking about the coronavirus this entire episode we do want to talk toys and be a little more lighthearted and take people's minds off of of it but since it is top of mind we are you know it will come across conversation every once in a while and since we have so many listeners around the world i guess let's go around and kind of let people know how our lives have changed, what our home life is like. So I guess I'll start first. So we're all in the United States. I'm in Washington State. That was where the first confirmed case in the United States was back in late January, I believe. So this is something that we've been following pretty closely here. And I've been on top of the news for a long time now, and I'm taking the extra precautions. But really in the last week or two, it's gotten damn serious with school closures for like six weeks and most businesses are being asked to close. So we're at home with the, the two kids, five and seven-year-old boys. My wife is now working from home. I work for Funko, so we're working from home now, or most of us are. Uh, it's hard having the two, the family all together all day, but we are taking it serious. Like we might leave the house to go for daily walks, but we're not playing with the cousins. We're not meeting friends. We're not going to the playgrounds. You know, we're not doing anything that we used to do in our daily lives. Like even when we go grocery shopping, we're wiping every single thing we, we buy with Clorox wipes. And then I go out and wipe the car door handle and the house handle. And then I pull out my, my wallet and wipe down my credit card and then my keys. And I go home upstairs and take off my clothes and put them in the washing machine. So everything's kind of normal here. How's your uh, home life, guys? Go ahead, Teresa. Yeah, um, I was going to say, so, yeah, it's been it's been kind of a surreal thing. Um, I know we talked on it, I don't know, I guess over a month ago because we knew it was going over in China and it was starting to affect things in the scene. But, you know, it hadn't really spread here. And, yeah, since then, it's kind of taken over. Uh, obviously, I'm in Kentucky. There is stuff going on here. And, yeah, we're not in, like, I guess, full shelter in place. But, yeah, I mean, we are – we're being asked to quarantine. Um, we are on a mandated work from home until further notice. Um, 
you know, hair salons, gyms, all that stuff getting shut down. So really I'm also chilling, staying put. I've only gone out um, if I absolutely have to for like groceries and such, but even that's hard because everyone and their mother is freaking buying everything out. Last time I tried to go, it was pretty insane. So yeah. What about you, George? Uh, I'm just uh, being home, <laughs> <laughs> trying to stay in, trying to keep trying to keep Jessica in and safe. Yes, but she please do. Stay inside. That's not true. Jessica no. doesn't want to stay inside at all. Wants to go out for coffee every day. Wants to keep getting things. It's like yes. You're pregnant. Like, I home. only get coffee. Like, that's my one time a day he lets me out of the house. Like, I'm home the rest of the time. And he gets to go to his studio and work. And I'm home. And even then, it's like I stay in the car and he runs in and picks up my mobile order, which takes five seconds. Why don't you just have Barista George at You're- home? Why do you have to go anywhere for coffee? Because we don't have anything here to make coffee. Because she only likes coffee being coffee. Yeah, that Jess, too. We need, we need to have a talk offline. No, this is <laughs> real. I'm going like, to buy you a Keurig machine, send you some K-cups. <laughs> she, is, she is the worst yeah. at staying quarantined. I am she, kind of She's worst. like, she gets, even on like when she has vacation from work, if we don't go do something, it's like within one day, it's like, I'm going crazy. I need to do everything. She's throwing things out of the house. Like, yeah, I threw away half of my closet yesterday. I decided to See, it's so funny because it's just me, right? Me and my dogs. And I work from home quite frequently anyway. And I'm, I'm kind of a homebody. So in a way, this is a lot like my regular life, except that now it's being enforced and in a way it's almost making it harder because I might take the girls to the park for a walk or run out to the store or just like hit up target. And now I'm much more aware of like, I'm like sitting, you know, so it's good that I've got, I've got animal crossing the new uh, switch game. That's like it taking up all my time this weekend, but yeah, it's, it's weird. I think that maybe you're just like bit by the whole, no, I don't want to stay in. I, I got to get out. That's her whole life, though. It's always like that. So it's but, like, I don't want to stay in life. I I'm the exact opposite. I like, I would never leave. Like, I would, I would like lay around. Make me I would sound like I'm the worst, like homebody. <laughs> no, you're not a homebody. That's the problem. I am a really great homebody, but like when you're telling me you can't do that, it's like, it's like when you say like, don't touch your face. All of a sudden, your face itches. <laughs> you just need to scratch your face. It's like, you can't go to Target. Oh, I need all these things from Target. Like, I, we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and then as for me, like, I, my, my real job um, shut down the other day when it was, when it was state mandated to. Uh, but until then, they, they kept going. But, yeah, so now, we're, now my actual paying job is gone, and I have to figure things out. Now, is it just on temporary hold until the state of California allows people back to work or. Yeah. I mean, basically, well, cause I work, you know, as you know, and maybe some of the listeners, I work in a place that does uh, special effects and things like that. So uh, one of our recent jobs was at universal studios. So once universal closed, you know, that one kind of went away. And then a lot of the, all the movie stuff, no one can do anything right now because you can't have gatherings of more than 10. So mm-hmm. all basically every movie production is basically on hold right now. So, Everything is kind of just shut down. Wow. That's crazy. So both you and Jen are are without work right now? Uh, Yeah, she has – her work gave her off for two weeks while they figure out what's going on. But then right after that, it was the mandated shutdown. So we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry you all having to deal with that. I hope you can figure something out. It is nice that you're able to still work, like work from home. That's pretty good. Like – it's it's nice for the people that have that option in their jobs that they can that they can do that. Like yeah. I'm I'm gonna be taking on some you know I've already taken a couple projects on freelance sculpting wise, so I'll hopefully be able to get some stuff going. Yeah, and I know Gary, you're you're kind of like me. Um, you're able to kind of keep rolling from home, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Otherwise, yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel fortunate that I'm able to do that, but at the same time, I do feel a little bit of the weight and guilt that so many other people in the world aren't able. They, they don't have that luxury, you know, like their jobs require them to be there or they're not going to get a paycheck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In general, I mean, I think 
along with the virus itself, right? Obviously, that's scary enough as is, but that's that's the thing. It's the the ripple effect of this thing of them trying to you know flatten the curve and contain it and spread it out so it's not inundating all of the you know hospitals and stuff. But it has this ripple effect of all these people and companies and jobs and obviously it's it's going to spread and affect our scene as well when it comes to the making of toys, but also toy shows and, and all that kind of stuff. Cause you think about what was it? Um, ECCC Emerald city comic-con up in Seattle. That was supposed to happen. What? A couple weeks ago. And I know that had to get canceled. Um, that was and kind of the kickoff of all the conventions to get canceled. I think that was like the one to watch first. Yeah. yeah like that. That's a huge con. It was one of those, like, it's, it's like we knew it was kind of happening. And then like, you know, you're kind of following, you're kind of following. And then it's like, shit just got real. And yeah, like, like Seattle, I think was like, you're up there kind of in the start of it. And it's just slowly spread. And I think the hard part is not knowing, I mean, you hear different timing and stuff, but I have no idea. I feel like we're kind of in the long haul right now. I'm just kind of trying to take day by day, keep working not think on it too much because i don't know right well we can only do what we can do so everyone stay safe uh, we can say as far as the designer toy scene specifically goes a lot of the still physical locations are closed up we've heard from kirby of uh, Fuji. he's mentioned they've had to close the stores he's still going to try to keep the employees there on payroll as long as he can but he's mentioned like he's been running that business on payday loans for for years um, it's not easy. You know, My Plastic Heart has also um, shuttered their doors out there in uh, New York City. I'm sure 3D Retro has shuttered their doors in uh, the Burbank adjacent area for a while. Um, so if you can, please try to support our stores and our artists through online purchases. Maybe you can pick up some gift cards to help sustain until, you know, for the next few months. Anything that you can do to help people because everyone's kind of uh, struggling right now. The economy is taking a, a big hit. Yeah. And I think, you know, similarly, right. You mentioned, you know, the stores, but artists too. I know there's, you know, a lot of artists out there that, you know, they were looking forward to certain shows to, you know, exhibit their work and all that. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it getting canceled. So yeah, it's a little worrisome, but I just hope that everyone can kind of make it through and we'll get through this together. You know, we'll make any predictions if five points happens. Oh gosh, I don't want to think about it, Gary. You know, is that one? That's end of May. Yeah, so like the last two days of May, I believe. And gosh, I I really, really hope it does take place and that we're over this thing by then. But from what I'm reading and from how the United States is currently handling the situation, I can't see us uh, stopping the escalation anytime soon. It seems like I would say no. I'm, I'm going to go the other way and say, damn, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too. I don't want to be right on this one. Yeah. I, obviously, uh, you know, I know you you never go, George. Gary, you had already talked about that you had personal conflicts or weren't going to attend. Obviously, I love this show. I want to go. I want it to happen for a variety of reasons, for clutter, for artists, for me as a collector. But I think if I were to be a realist, I, I think, sadly, I'd probably side with you, Gary. I think it's likely to cancel, but my hope would be if this situation wasn't contained by then and something had to happen, my hope is that they could find a way to postpone instead of just cancel it completely. So we'll just have to wait and see. I've got my fingers crazy crossed that maybe somehow it'll work out. That's the tricky thing with these conventions postponing. Like you mentioned Emerald City Comic Con. It wasn't a cancellation, but they just moved it to, say, August, which... It's going to basically decimate the convention, except for the locals will still maybe attend if it's going on. But as far as all the big booths and the out-of-towners, you got supposedly San Diego Comic-Con in July. People might still be going out to that, but they're not going to then want to do another huge convention a month later. So Emerald City Comic-Con and the vendors there, it's the attendance is usually 100,000 plus, and I would say if it does take place in August, I'm going to be optimistic and say the attendance would maybe be 50,000 people. But the vendors, Funko and a lot of the other vendors, like they had exclusives made for the event and we've had to put them online. We just can't, 
you know, hold on right. to this stuff and hope for it. So if it does take take place in August, there's probably not going to be exclusive releases and all that sort of stuff for it either. So these things being postponed, let's say Five Points does get postponed until September, October. Is that going to hurt, say, Designer Con if that takes place? So these things and shuffling around is, is definitely impactful to conventions and the artists and everything as well. Yeah, yeah it's different than like a, a con, like a like a music you know concert or something being postponed because like these are things where you have to prep for months in advance, yeah. many months out, right? To like get your, to get a product ready or to get something. Like, what good is like going to like? I'm even worried about people going to San Diego Comic Con. Are there are the companies going to even have exclusives? Like, can you even get anything in from China by now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's- kind of twofold we know there were delays on getting stuff made but you're right i mean with different conventions either canceling or postponing a lot of people are choosing to sell stuff like tokidoki they had some exclusives and they went ahead and put them online so yeah and i mean i wouldn't knock the artist at all if if i were a vendor for five points and i'd been spending all this time and hoping to be able to you know sell and and make some money at the event and something happened i wouldn't be shocked at all to see people put them online for sale instead so that kind of took <sighs> place that that scenario you're proposing kind of took place recently with a toy con uk they had that convention yeah. last weekend, right? But we heard the attendance was pretty down. People that did show up were pretty much in and out. And I read from a few artists that they were saying because of the lighter attendance, the stuff that they would normally reserve for Comic-Con attendees only, they were going to start opening up for online sales uh, that same weekend. Yeah, so I honestly was quite surprised ToyCon UK still took place, given what was going on. But hey... They made it happen. People went. It seemed decently successful, all things considered. So I'm glad it all worked out. But yeah, so and had to do a different sale uh, structure, like online type sell uh, selling for their stuff. And then Chris and Amanda, um, so Bindlewood, uh, Raniac, Louis Spade, um, they were going to go to ToyCon UK for the very first time. They were going to go over there be there, vend in person, all that good stuff. Um, when all this this coronavirus stuff popped up, they ended up having to cancel. But what they had done is they had already shipped some of their items over. So not everything, but a lot of Chris's stuff and some minis and thimble stumps, they had already shipped. So um, John Paul Kaiser and his wife were very gracious and actually helped them out. They helped set their stuff up and still were able to sell some pieces over there for those that attended. So uh, they kind of ended up in this weird scenario where they weren't there. Some of their stuff was there and some of their stuff didn't make it or didn't get out of customs in time. So what they're working on doing right now is sort of gathering all their stuff from the UK and the stuff that didn't make it. And then they're going to do an online sale to sell the rest of it. So yeah, it's very interesting and and crazy how things are, are being affected, but I think the positive is that despite it all, while the show was able to took place and it may not have been what it typically is, it did seem like it was still decently successful considering everything going on. Well, that's good to hear. I, I Honestly, I didn't see a whole lot on it because it happened last weekend where the, the shit really hit the fan here. So I was reading a lot of other crap, but uh, that's good to hear that it, it, it took place. Um, actually, I'm surprised it took place. That seems a little irresponsible, but at the same time, I understand the, you know holding these venue these these conventions is not cheap. I know it was a new venue this year, so I'm sure the people behind ToyCon UK had a lot of invested into it. Um, and it's also it's you know it, it's a smaller event, so it, if it did take place, it sounds like uh, social distancing was hopefully more manageable there. And, and glad to hear it was um, a success. You're right. They did move to a brand new venue this year, um, which from what I heard, um, people really did like it. Um, I think in general, ToyCon UK is a smaller show, so you're not going to see it overtake social media, I think, like a a Decon or San Diego Comic Con does. But, I mean, I knew some friends who went over there, um, some collectors. I knew people vending, and I followed the hashtags, and I saw, um, you know, the the line going in. There was a decent line to get into the venue. I saw some crowd picks, and like I said, overall, considering the situation, you know, the fact that it happened, there's there were a decent amount of people there. So 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can talk about some of the, the, the stuff that I thought was cool that was showing at the show, if you want. Yeah. Maybe. You um, okay, let me go look through. So one, um, one thing that I think was kind of an epicenter of the show, uh, you all are familiar with Muffin Man Sculpts, right? Have I mentioned him before? Do you follow him? Uh, you've definitely mentioned him, yes. Okay. So Muffin Man, for those who may not know, um, he actually is the sculptor behind some of Dolly Oblong's work, but he has also started to venture off on his own, and he does a lot of customs, but he's also um, been creating this bird called Robin. And if you go look at his stuff, I mean, it's insane how... Like, his stuff looks production quality. It's insane. But anyway, so um, along with him having his own booth and selling a variety of different Robins, he actually helped curate a custom show called Birds of a Feather. And it was his Robin bird, uh, a large version of it, and he had a bunch of people customize it. And that show looked really, really cool. Um Let's see. Some of my favorites. Okay. Did you all see the one that Doc A made? Because that one was redonkulous. Let me go throw this in our chat. I'm going to throw it in our Instagram thread. Doc I've A. I've, I've seen that one because I was on, if you uh, back uh, Doc A on his Patreon, he posts a lot of like sneaks and peeks and stuff like that. So as a Patreon backer, I got to see that one. Oh, nice. That so he used a clear robin, like a hollow clear robin, and he filled it with all his crazy gear. It's like you're looking at the inside, kind of like the inside of a clock, but the inside of like a a robotic mechanical robin. It's so, so cool. And it's even got a little mini robin perched on the top. It's like the cherry on top. It's adorable. Gary? I haven't seen it. I'm waiting for you to send it. I sent it in our Instagram DMs. Oh, Instagram. Okay. I thought you meant chat. No, no, no. Sorry. It's hard for me to put stuff in Skype chat. You're making me go get my phone. Oh, gosh. Here. Hold on. Hold on. No, I got it. Oh, wow. That is nice. Oh, it's so crazy. And if you go back and look at Muffin Man's page, you can kind of scroll through, um, you know, uh, Silly, uh, Serious Silly K was in it. She did this, her her kind of, um, you know, her, her signature color palette, the teals, reds, and yellow. She did a hummingbird. Uh, Muji World did a really pretty uh, rainbow gradient. Um, which other ones did I really like? Oh, there's this one um, that looks like a little cave. It's by Carrie Makes Things. Uh, Carrie Dyer, K-E-Z-D-Y-E-R on Instagram. But it's like the robin is like a cavernous rock formation, and the belly of the robin is a cave, and it's got a little mini robin sitting inside of it. And I believe it lights up, uh, I think. But that one is super cute. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, these are actually really cool. If you just scroll down that Muffin Man Sculpts page, there's a lot of cool ones on there. Yeah, but I thought that was uh, definitely a highlight of the show, this this custom show that he helped curate. And I thought the variety was so good. I just, I love seeing when people choose to sculpt versus just paint. Um, Pixel Buddha did a really fun, like, turned, turned the Robin into Robin, as in Batman and Robin, and put a Batman riding on its back. So, um I don't know, a beanie bat. She's she's a sweetheart. She did a really pretty blue jay and it sat on some cute little peanuts. So it's a good variety of everything from obviously the cutesy that I love to um you know it's just good stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going through the hashtag so, yeah, now and that... I, I didn't see any of this last weekend, but now I'm seeing it and it's it's phenomenal stuff. This is an incredible show. You got to stay on top of things better, Gary Ham. <laughs> I'm staying on you top of something else more important. I, You'd be in I, a much better mood if you just looked at toys, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm in a great mode. I, if, if, all things considered, I'm in a great mental state. Have my sense of humor. All's good. 
But you know what? Since we're talking about shows, I saw one a couple weekends ago by one of my favorite artists, Scott C. He goes by Scott Lava on Instagram. I don't remember the name of the show. It had something to do with the greatest showdowns. He's this is one thing he's he's really known for. If you're not familiar, look up Scott C. Uh, the greatest showdowns or great showdowns. And in the, at that show at Gallery 1988, he had some new sculpted pieces, like humongous pieces. And George, I know you sculpted the bootleg versions of those for the Great Showdowns. Did you also sculpt the giant ones for the show? I do. I did all the small ones, and then when they were having this show, uh, they asked me if I wanted to do these, and I just, I just couldn't. I didn't have time to do it. There was no way I could have gotten it done in time with my day job. Um, so they, they got uh, Dave Bondi to do the big ones. Oh wow! I mean, he did a fantastic job. I mean, there was a giant, I think, twenty-inch resin at at and uh, a Godzilla and just what I was talking about like just putting that kawaii face on things that you wouldn't normally see kawaii face on so it's got the kawaii face on the at at and the big smiley face and just little dots for eyes on the Godzilla and they look so cool uh, but they were expensive about 2500 bucks but if anyone could ever mass produce those at a, a smaller more affordable size I would buy every single one because they were awesome yeah they're really nice he did a great job you know nothing about ToyCon UK, and then you bring up the show that I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, accusing me of not staying on top of things. Come on, we both got to be better. Yeah. What else? Is, what else has been going on? Uh, well, real quick, one other thing I'll, I'll mention related to ToyCon UK because um, while I thought for me a, a highlight as a, a onlooker was that Robin show, I actually discovered a new. Um, artist while well, scrolling through hashtags, Heidi Toys, H A I D E E. Uh, but have you ever heard of Nooms or I guess it's Nooms, G N O O M S? You all ever seen these? Hold on, I'm looking at right. Heidi Toys. And they all have um, underscores. Yep, H A I underscore D E E underscore toys. Yep. But they, I hadn't seen these before, and they're pretty fun. They're like chubby, chubby gnome dudes with long beards, and um, it's a fun little sculpt. And they've got like a curly-haired beard, and they did a Toy Chronicle version, and it's just something new to me. I hadn't seen it. Yeah, no, I wasn't following before. Follow. Swiss toy designer from Geneva. Anyway, I just thought it's always fun for me when I can't attend events to kind of scroll through the hashtags, and I like finding... New artists, so Heidi Toys, check them out. While we were on that last Muffin Man page, I saw some of that uh, Strange Cat toy show thing that was happening. Did they do it like two days ago? Like as of oh, this, yeah. yeah. So the they, one, the what was it? Misappropriated three, using the cause bootleg as a platform. That one. Yeah. Did they still? They, they still had their show. Like Florida is not listening to this lockdown at all. Oh God, no, no, they're horrible. Yeah, I mean. For better or worse, they did have it. They did a time change, but they did have a, a gallery opening and then online sales. I was a little surprised, but they did. They did it. If you put aside the whole crazy Corona stuff and just focus on the toys, it's a freaking killer custom show. I had a really, I had a lot of fun digging through and looking at those picks too. Yeah, incredible pieces. People really go all out for that one. Yeah, and if you go to Strange Cat Toys uh, Instagram, you can see uh, plenty of photos and video and um, check out all the pieces. But but yeah, I mean, uh, Ghost Fox Toys, I know we've talked about them before, back when we were talking about Five Points. Did you see theirs, Gary? I did. I saw they did this, sold, too. Like this crazy, I don't even know, alien monster type thing. It makes me think of Independence Day. It's got these, like creepy chicken wing things on the chest and then the cause bone things that usually come off the head are these like chickens little baby chicks that one was really cool and i know we talked about uh bakumba a bit when we had um uh jadon sorry i was trying to think mumbot but his is like this really fancy dapper cause piece that i love and like the the suit and tie yep. looking all fancy yeah kind of. <sighs> that one. it's amazing work it's a phenomenal show everyone really stepped up their game are people over the fact that a bootleg cause piece is being used for the show because i know when it first started a, a couple years ago like this the one that's currently going on this is the third iteration of using a cause bootleg for a custom show and i know in the first year there were several artists that did not like the fact that a bootleg was being used 
are everyone's kind of over that now, right? Uh, I think at this point, being that they're on round three, at first it was like, I think at first, I don't know if it was super, super clear that it was a bootleg. Right. I don't think it was necessarily, I, I know some collectors were confused on it, so maybe it wasn't clear to them, but as far as the participating artists of the first one, it was clear to them that they were working on a bootleg college piece. And I know several artists that were invited to the first one that turned it down. And the reason they turned it down was that they just weren't comfortable with customizing a bootleg. I mean, a lot of artists still feel that that's kind of, kind of goes against the IP, right? You know, doing it on a bootleg is the, really the money should be going toward, you know, at least the purchase of those blanks should be going towards Medicom who produces the piece and uh, Brian Connolly or cause who, you know, designed the pieces and produces them. So it's, it's one of those weird things, but over time as the show has gotten, has been held over, this is the third one and all the phenomenal pieces. I think everyone's kind of uh, loosened up on that thinking a little bit. Yeah, I, it's I also, agree. Like, cause, cause isn't really part of our scene. I know everyone thinks he is, but he's really not. I mean, and if you're at the level where you're getting your stuff bootlegged, you're not really. It's 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 more of a mass market thing at that point. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think at this point, it's just kind of it's been accepted and it's growing. And I mean, I'm just still flipping through all these photos. This coin one is insane. I want to know. Uh, George, look at the coin one and tell me if you think you know how they did it. Don't it just say the coin good. one. Let's make sure the artist gets some credit. I apologize. Uh, it's, I'm going to say it poorly, Luazio Lopez, L-U-A-I-S-O. Okay. I can't figure out if it's real coins that have been glued together or if he's somehow sculpted. Because he's basically replaced the legs, body, and arms with coins. And what are the coins, though? They don't look like they're anything I've ever seen. Like They're like generic like amusement park tokens or something. Yeah. What do you think, George? you think he sculpted those or used actual coins? No, they're probably coins, I would think. I would think if you can get a stock of like tokens from somewhere, like you could probably get them pretty cheap. Um, but it fits so perfectly it, with the width of the arm and the legs. Like he, if, if he found these coins, he got really lucky. No, I mean, it's probably the size of a quarter, you know? It's like, it's probably, that's probably just happening. I mean, the arms look like they'd be too thick for the actual thing, but it, it works with the whole, you know, proportions he's built. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it work. I, I don't know. I think that's it's probably real coins of some sort. Just, you can just glue them. Like, there's no... These are big pieces, though, aren't they, Teresa? From looking at the video of the show. If you oh, go yeah. to that Luzia guy's page, you can... Luizio? Luizio? He's holding uh, it. You, you, yeah, he's holding a picture of it. Oh, okay. Or he's holding the. It's large. It's yeah, like, that looks what, like it's maybe fourteen inch inches. Left? Yeah. Huh. It's big, but man, I mean, actually, I realized uh, we do know him. Do you all remember seeing that um, Martian Toys Nessie piece? It's like a giant. Maybe you don't. You, you don't. You haven't seen it, but I, I have seen his work before, and he does really cool, like a, this, like geometric esh type style to his yeah. sculpting. Got a great style. It's cool. He's I've def- seen, yeah, I've seen some of his work before. This alligator, this face painted alligator one. It's amazing. Well, I wasn't following him. Follow. Nice. And I also will give I'll give CZ some kudos um, for his Canbot style one because holy heck, CZ art. I mean, that thing looks like legit rust. I never. I've always been in awe of people who can make toys look like they've been sitting out and weathered for years and years and years. I know Drew One's, you know, been doing that that style and CZ's been getting into it too. But I just always love oh, I love that effect. You love it, but you would never purchase it. Yes, but I can totally respect and appreciate it. Yeah. Because it's not an aesthetic that I collect, but when someone can do it well and it legit looks rusted, major kudos. Yeah. That's great. Okay, so I know we weren't going to talk coronavirus, but we I think, Teresa, you might have shared it with us. Uh, a designer, Kazi Toy, Kazi Toy, I don't know how to pronounce it, K-A-Z-E, but they did a COVID-19 toy, very kawaii, very cute, and you shared it with us, and we all decided not to talk about it over chat. We would save it for the podcast. So here it is. There's been some controversy over it. Uh, what is your thoughts on it? 
Oh, and I should say for the listeners, it wasn't it wasn't just designed as a post. It was designed and also put up for pre-order. I did. I did, George. You wanna you wanna I know you and I had very different reactions. Uh well my reaction is I pre-ordered it. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. I mean, it's yeah, it's adorable, but I don't know. It just felt so oddly timed to put something up for sale. Like it would have been one thing to just put it up as an image of a sad face, COVID, with maybe some sort of message about what's going on. But then to turn around and monetize it and sell it, I don't know. I I think a lot of people felt that was insensitive. And I know Teresa. I think that's how you feel. I mean, what's your take on it? Yeah. I- like I almost was mad at myself for thinking it was cute because I do find <laughs> seriously though. I mean, cause I do find it very insensitive. I mean, yes, I know there's a crap ton of memes going around and in a way it helps to sort of lighten the mood. Right. Because this situation is shitty. Right. And we're all just trying to say, stay sane, keep the anxiety at bay. Right. Just keep on keeping on. But I mean, this thing is, this thing is serious, right? People are dying. It is spreading. It is not good. Um, so when I see COVID-19 stuff, it just, it gives me an icky feeling because it, it just doesn't feel good. Like, I think to your point, Gary, like people taking advantage of the situation and trying to spin it and make money off of it just doesn't feel right especially since it is literally so active right now and it is causing people to die all over the world um you know not to darken the moon but that's it's, yeah it's, that's, that's why i think the sad face kind of worked for it. it wasn't smiling and happy about the situation it was very sad and i think had it just been the image it would have been fine it was the whole monetary thing because as far as i know any funds being raised from this is not going towards a charity for masks for doctors and nurses or anything like that. It's just, you know, the healthcare system is the one that's getting fighting this war for us. You know, it's like maybe why is no one making toys of them? Right. And I mean, you think about all the, the crazy bushfires going on in Australia before all this, right? I think that's another example of if someone were to go out there and just start making a sad kangaroo and just selling it for kicks like that shit. But I know there were a lot of artists who wanted to sort of express and, and, you know, represent what was going on, but they were utilizing it as a way for good, right. Donating to the cause, contributing proceeds, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it just feels a little dirty and icky and insensitive. Um, But at the same time, I get it on the flip side that, some artists kind of they need an outlet and this is the thing to represent and I, they're not the only ones i've seen um you know i've seen a couple different things out there i just it feels icky of oh let's let's take advantage let's ride the hype train of covid and try to sell some product by making things themed off of it that just that doesn't feel good at least it wasn't a covid mickey <laughs> I mean, I, I, 100 bucks that's coming though Right. <laughs> Someone already has that in the works and is working really fast and diligently to try to beat some other bootlegger to the punch on that one. It's don't, coming. Don't you wish we could go back to all the baby Yodas like that flooded things and that went that went crazy and people were totally right in that hype train. But man, I'd love to go back to baby Yoda. Just just bring that. Go, you should visit my Instagram then because all it is is baby Yoda COVID. <laughs> really? Huh. <laughs> Yeah, they're mixing them with COVID now. It's all sorts of Baby Yoda. Okay, I haven't seen Some either. isolation no Baby Yoda. We Some of these memes that are coming out of this outbreak that we're experiencing, some of them are pretty damn good. I have to admit, I'm enjoying the memes. <laughs> there are some decent memes and videos that are helping me get a good chuckle to keep me sane, I will admit. The best one for me, there was... Have you all seen that like puppet meme where... It like looks at the screen, and it's is it that the one eating the cars driving by? No, th- I know uh, what you're oh, talking about. There, that video compilation was great. There was this one. I'm trying to find it. Um, I'll send it to you all. Um, but it was like when you find out your normal daily lifestyle is called quarantine, <laughs> oh. <laughs> because 
I am such a homebody. It kind of feels like I'm just being told to do what I'm doing just 24 seven. Yeah. But yeah. Tell, I, tell her about the, that video compilation. That one was really funny. Oh yeah. That was from um, Ellen DeGeneres' Instagram feed. She had a slider of several different videos showing people kind of losing their minds at home, doing silly things with puppets and soap on the floors, treadmills and just stuff like that. It's, it's nice seeing people doing some things or posting things that add some levity to this kind of weird time. We'll have to share it. But yeah, the memes the memes are helping. I think. I don't know. But, I think uh, yeah. Aaron from Aaron from O Toys but should bring back his toilet paper guy he did like 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, there was like Wait, Suck Lord had the asswipe. Are those still existing? Remember the asswipe? The uh, what was it? Suck Lord asswipe? Oh yeah, the, they had the paper, or the actual toilet paper roll that you could buy. Yeah, it was just wrapped in a, a Suck Lord art printed. Do they still sell those? Like, does I asked him if he had any left yesterday, and he said no. Uh, he said he only has his copy. Okay. Yeah, the whole the whole toilet paper thing, you know. <laughs> I just, the hand sanitizer, the soap, the food, like overall generally, I get it. Do I think people are going way too insane? Yes. Is it making it hard for me to shop? Yes. But the toilet paper thing, I just, I don't know why that became the thing at first. Yeah, does and anyone I, know? I don't. I heard, a, I heard a story. I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is even relevant for a podcast about toys. Um <laughs> But I heard when it first happened in China and South Korea was getting it next or whatever, they had someone in South Korea started a rumor that the masks that everybody was out of in China that was made out of the same paper as toilet paper. So they started buying up all the toilet paper to make masks, sorry, to, you know, to have for their masks, you know, makeshift masks, I guess. Mm. Okay. And then like the gangs in South Korea started buying up all the toilet paper. So there was a shortage. So then all of a sudden it became this toilet paper thing that really had nothing to do with anything. It shouldn't even have happened. It was just somebody made a rumor that the masks are made out of the same paper. Oh, that's crazy. Hmm. I wonder if that's real. So I don't know if that's true or not. That's just something I heard. I have no idea. It's a great story. Even if it's fake news, it's a great story. And see, I always thought it was the whole 14-day quarantine, two-week period that I guess people were concerned that they'd run out of TP and no one wants to see what it's like to run out of TP. So they thought, oh, well, just in case I get told I have to be stuck for two weeks, let's make sure I have enough toilet paper. Yeah, but if you need, if we needed to, we don't need toilet paper. Like that's so far down the list of survival items. But you can jump in the shower. We got books. We got leaves. There's ways to survive without toilet paper. So books. Yeah, just tear, tear out a... Tear out a piece of paper like they do in the camping. What? How about like something more practical like a bidet, Gary? Yes, this has definitely helped the bidet industry. So there's this. So people are going crazy for the toilet paper, and we checked the house, and we were actually running low. I'm like, shit. I actually had to try to go get toilet paper in this toilet paper buying frenzy that's been going on. So I made a target run, um, and I had just a roll, big thing of toilet paper in my cart, but I felt. Like everyone would be staring at me and judging me as the guy who's hoarding toilet paper. So I made sure to do a bunch of extra shopping. So not to be that guy. <laughs> Random stuff to mask your, your I, true purpose. Yeah. It, well, it's all stuff that I needed, but I would have felt really yeah. shitty just going to the cash register with toilet paper for well, some reason. I honestly, I went through the same thing. So I've yet to be, be able to buy toilet paper since all this started. And thank goodness I have enough I'm not – I obviously being just me, I'm not one who buys a crap ton of stuff. I'm not a Costco, Sam's Club kind of girl. I don't go buy things in bulk. But luckily I have I have some and I'm okay for now. But I had, um, I had run out of Kleenex because I have really bad allergies and I was sick with that cold thing. And so I just use up a lot of Kleenex and I was completely out. And that started to go. Once toilet paper started to go, it was bleeding into – diapers and wipes and Kleenex and all sorts of stuff. And I was trying to find some and I couldn't. And I ended up going to Walgreens and they had just a couple boxes left. And I felt so bad because I bought three boxes and it was like, there was only four left, but I had no choice. And of course I'm going up to check out and I feel like I have to explain myself (laughs) and say, I promise I'm not hoarding tissues. I just need them. Right. I know. So, 
Do we okay. have any toy about- stuff to talk about? Well, I was going to say, um, you know, we're talking about supporting, uh, you know, shops and artists while all this is going on. Have you all bought any stuff recently? Because I've actually ended up buying a few things. Oh, really? I know I went on a little bit of a dry spell. Yeah. I think I told you guys the last thing I bought, which was that Jason Lamone janky. Did it arrive? No. How is it in hand? I, I haven't. It hasn't arrived. I did this thing with my plastic heart where... um. It's kind of like I'm building up my order. I have some stuff that's coming in that's that was pre-ordered ah. that I'm waiting to arrive before he ships me stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Don't hold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I – so I know – I think that I may have talked about that I bought um, the potato from Sad Salesman. I ended up buying two different ones, and they're both flipping adorable. Those are super fun. But, yeah, since then, so uh, Bindlewood um, – Chris Raniak and Amanda Louise Spade, they're doing a um, thing with their last colorway of Thimblestone Apollo 3. It's their ice cream colorway, and it's a Bindlewood exclusive. And what they're doing is they're releasing a figure each month throughout the year. So uh, I now have two. I have January. Oh, sorry. They started in February. So I have February and March. And those are super fun. And that's something that will be George, fun to follow throughout the year. George, get used to it. Every month we're going to hear the same report. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. Ice cream but it's, fun. It's, it's fun, but it's fun to have something to look forward to on a month-to-month basis. So that's yeah. fun. I won't bring it up again. No, no, but, please um, do. If that's what you're buying every month, it's just funny that I know it's probably because it was so recent. I edited that episode, so I've heard that same lowdown that you just gave. Yeah. So. Well, it's hard because I wanted to say, hey, I bought their monthly figure. But if you haven't been listening, you're going to be like, what monthly figure? So I feel like I got like a little background. I know. But, we, can't, uh, we can't be assuming we're talking to the same listeners every week. So it makes sense. You never know. You but never know. Um, what else? Uh, Pop Mart, obviously, is continuing to pump out crazy cute series. Um, I know I sent you those new Sesame Street ones that they're they're working on, George. Those seem super fun. Yeah, those are pretty uh, awesome, actually. They're really cute. I love the Cookie Monster ones with the, the one with the giant cookie. <sighs> but um, not enough but yeah, so artistry I, in those for me. You think they're too simplistic? I mean, it's on model. I mean, it's it's just they're just Sesame Street. It's toys. just cutified Sesame Street toys. There was no yeah. like artist like reinterpretation. Are they supposed to be art toys? No, it's they're Pop not. Mart. It's it, but I'm just saying. Like I look at them, I just see what. You would see those exact toys at a Walmart or a Target. There was no artist injected into those designs. They were just cutified, like, you know, Sesame Street characters. They were cute, but, like, for me, as a person who, like, wants to see designer toys, like, they didn't excite me on that level. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. But I still, I I think it's fun seeing the variety, and I just thought they were cute. But I I agree, and I obviously tailor more towards the artist side of things, and they've obviously been pumping stuff out. Um, I finally, I was weak in the knees. I've been trying to be really good with Pucky, because I know I went crazy on Pool Babies. I got some Forest ones. God knows what else I've gotten over the years, but they put out a um, put out a series called Sweet Babies, and they're food themed. And you know, I love Pucky. I love food. It was the perfect combination. I couldn't help it, and I had to pick up a few of those. I actually shared those to my Instagram stories. But oh my god, they're flipping adorable. Did you see them? Have you seen the series? Because yeah, they're great. They even did a Laboo sweet theme. If you'd rather have Laboo's with food, Gary, or Kanatsu with the cats. <laughs> I'm sure they're adorable. They're as hell. everywhere. I think I'm just Laboo'd and really food themed out. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what I think is intriguing. What I've noticed with Pop Mart. So, you know, I'm in tune enough to start to see patterns, right? So they obviously have certain artists that are in their arsenal that they're repeating different series with over time. But I've noticed. They really like uh, to take themes and utilize them across every artist they've pulled in. So there's two themes right now that are really hot with them, space and food. Mm-hmm. So they did a bunch of space themes and a bunch of food themes. And by all means, I'm not hating because I love it. And the pucky food ones are what drew me in. And then for the space ones, that Demo character, D-I-M-O-O, those look 
flipping cute. And I'm probably going to pick up a few of those as well because they're adorable. All right. But yeah, so I bought some sweet babies. What else did I buy recently? Oh, I picked up your um, your mini whooper from Popper, the mint colorway, Gary. Yeah, how's it look? Ah, uh, it's okay. Oh, uh, just okay. Well, it's amazing. <laughs> I, it's great. I don't know. I, I won't. I won't talk about my my sad little thing then on the on the air. No, go ahead, please do. Well, it came with a little boo boo. So I was excited. You know, I love your whoopers. I love the minis. Uh, I think I've almost, I may have every colorway cause I'm crazy, but this mint colorway that released through Pauber is the one that matches the five point colorway you did at the very first five points. Yeah. And so I thought, Oh, I got to get a baby to match my original size whooper. The, the reason I, I love it. It's a great figure. The only thing that made me sad is when it arrived, it was broken. One of the little gills was chipped. So. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that so area is a little fragile. It's a little thin. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I, I, I'm just particular. And so I was like, oh, no. So hopefully I can figure out a way to glue it back on whatever. But other than that, oh, yeah. Some super glue. Good to go. I'll give it a go. There you go. But yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I got a few things while you're thinking. Yeah. It's here from okay, George. Which, which? Um, I went once uh, Emerald City was canceled. Um, I was actually kind of excited because then one of the exclusives that I wanted that I wasn't going to be able to get, I was able to order off the artist site. And it's the Monster Rangers. They did two new patches that were exclusive for that show. Okay. So I got two, two new Monster Ranger patches and I bought their Dermwood, Doomwood Derby car. It's kind of like a Pinewood Derby, for, but for their kind, of, uh, their kind of world. And you kind of build it and paint it and put it together and then race your own little car. Okay. So those are cute, especially if you're looking for like something to do with your kids in the house right now. You can build little Pinewood Derby cars. That's kind of nice. Oh, then I need some of those. Um, and then I bought these... Uh, have you seen the, the... It's a Pixar toy from Mattel, but it's the they're called Remix. And yeah. it's the, the little green aliens from Toy Story, but dressed as other characters from different movies. Yeah, so the alien would be Woody Alien and Buzz Alien and all that stuff. Really good. Yeah, so they have an like Invincible one, uh, Mr. Invincible, uh, Buzz Lightyear, one of the Monsters, Inc. guys. How do I see those, George? I think so. Um, maybe, maybe search like uh, uh, Pixar Remix. Uh, but they, they are at Target once you're allowed to go back to Targets and, and look for toys again. Um, I got them right before all the whole fiasco of everything. Oh, these are fun. They're really cute. Oh, I like these. The little cranium oh, are always my favorite, too. So I'm too, super stoked to get a couple of these. Which one's your favorite? Sorry. Uh, the picks, the, just the, the crane alien himself. Like, I love that character from the movie. So oh. it's like, I was stoked to be able to get these. But I, I, the two I bought were the... Um, Monsters Inc. guy and the Buzz Lightyear. Um, see, my favorite is the little the little Scout Boy from Up. How he's oh, dressed. I haven't, even seen, I haven't even seen that one yet. He's not on the he's not on the first package. Oh, is he not? I'm just I googled it. If you Google Pixar Remix, I'm just looking through there. Oh my God, they did the Caterpillar from A Bug's Life. Oh my oh, God, that's not out yet either. There must be a whole bunch more coming. That's awesome. Yeah, you need to go. Look. Oh my gosh, there's only five out right now. Oh really? Yeah, they did. Oh man, yeah the the up one and the the caterpillar one cracks me up. Um, I do like the the buzz and the monsters Inc. one though. Oh man, oh these are fun. I also bought the uh, I bought the giant size. Uh, Kool-Aid Man from Funko. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm still trying to hunt down. So, uh, I got into the Pokemon ones. I was trying really hard to be good, but I couldn't help it because they're just super cute and well done. They're also on the smaller side for the regular size ones. And I'm still trying to find Eevee. Do you know, Gary, the, the, not the giant, not the flocked. Mm-hmm. which is the good old regular Eevee. Are those still being spread out to stores? I didn't miss it, did I? You haven't missed those. Okay. 
But yeah, that Kool-Aid man, so <laughs> that's giant, George. That's a big toy. For the uh, the Kool-Aid man one? Yeah, it's awesome. Yes. <laughs> and that's fun, though. They've been doing a lot of those giant ones, and I'm trying to be good and not buy them because I already have enough toys as is. And yeah, I almost bought the giant squirrel one time, but I was just like, I can't. I don't have room for all these things. But, like, the Kool-Aid man one, it's just – it doesn't even look like a – it just looks like Kool-Aid Man. Like, it just looks like a giant Kool-Aid Man toy. Like, there's nothing, like, poppy about it, really. Like, they didn't, like, they didn't change the shape of his container or anything like that. Because normally, like, the pop head is what really makes it a pop. But, like, it just looks like a Kool-Aid Man. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, I thought of more things I've I, Have you bought anything else, George? Because I thought of more things I've bought. Uh, I don't think so. Go ahead. So you had mentioned Dolly Oblong having to change toy con UK plans in a way. I think it kind of worked out for the best kind of, they um, ended up doing a lottery system for all their pieces and they let um, both toy con attendees and non toy con attendees uh, participate. And I'm not sure behind the scenes, they did ask whether or not you were had bought a ticket or not. So maybe they did a split lottery behind the scenes or whatever, but more than likely, because I, w- I wasn't going to go to the show, more than likely I could see me missing out on those pieces because her stuff is so sought after. But because she did the lottery, I was able to enter, and I won something. So I'm very excited. I won one of her resin pieces. So that yes. was kind of a little thing. I got to wait for it to come, obviously. And then another thing I did, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but did you all see... That shrimpy, the skinny shrimpy crab doll figure that Chima Group created. No, I love Chima Group. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm gonna send this to you all in our chat. Uh, so they have this character um, that's Crab Koro. It's basically like a, a kind of cute kaiju crab figure. Uh, Chima Group is fantastic if you don't know Chima Group. Um, they do Sofubi. It's kind of a perfect world of like kind of cute, kind of not so cute, kind of weird. I don't know. It's just a perfect blend of of styles. But they recently made a figure, Crab Coro doll version. And it's like this tall, lanky version of their crab, but it's got like doll-like arms and legs, articulation, even like articulated eyes. So you can make the eyes kind of point all these crazy ways, but it's freaking fantastic. And it was created for the show they did back in February. I'm trying to remember the name of the show. Um, let me see if I can find it so I can talk to it appropriately. I'm surprised you like it so much because it obviously won't stand. Wonder Festival. It can stand though. Look no, at all look the at the photo. photo. It's leaning. The, the reason ah. it's leaning against that little table leg is because the t- the, the feet are too small. This thing's not going to stand. Gary, no, go hush your mouth and go back and look at the feed. It does stand. And if you go look, you're just okay. You're just. I'm sending you in a new every, picture. In every photo, it's leaning. In every against photo, something. it's leaning against something. Yeah, Teresa. No, it is not. It is. It's not. I'm sending you all a bunch of posts. Go look at their freaking page. It's standing. You Even are this crazy. one is standing against a clear bucket or sitting down. <laughs> the only one it's standing in is where he's wearing sneakers that are big to make his feet big. Y'all need to hush your mouth and go look at all the other photos. All right, you tell us that after it's on your shelf. There's a reason in 80% of the posts it's leaning up against something. It's not leaning up against something in 80% of the posts. Teresa, take off your blinders and look at the post. You all need to hush your mouth. <laughs> it's cool, though. I like the style of it, but get your mu- museum putty so it can stand. You both can suck it. I have bought this thing. I'm so excited because she sold out at Wonder Festival, ended up making more. If you don't know, you all may not know, this is a little pro tip. Chima Group, if you go to their website, they have an English section. You can order off that page via email and PayPal any of the stuff she makes and lists there. And you can go get this for yourself, and you can ignore Gary and George. This thing is freaking awesome. Here you go, Teresa. At least when it doesn't stand up for you, you can't put it in a seating position. Y'all just need to (laughs) hush your (laughs) back. I'm sure a collector like yourself, you got museum putty on hand, right? 
You are insane. That literally the very first post of this is it okay, just standing. Please, when there. you get this thing, you're gonna have to find the absolute maybe the most perfectly level table. If you have a table in your house that has even a point zero zero five degree angle to it, this thing will not stand. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be fudging with the arms to somehow perfectly get the balance. You tell me. You know, whenever this thing arrives, I, I want you to shoot a video of you getting this thing to stand. You know, I brought this up because I was super excited and I forgot about it. <laughs> and I wanted to share my excitement. <laughs> and you too. Y'all just old curmudgeon poop. Wait, how did I get looped in? I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. <laughs> Gary's the one harping on it. <laughs> it's an adorably, it's perfectly adorable. It is adorable. It's, so, it's cute as hell. I'm just... I can't, I can't, wait, I can't wait to prove you wrong and oh, say, please, I cannot wait for you to prove me wrong. I cannot wait. <laughs> I want video of you. I want video of you first timing it, trying to make this thing stand. All right. I, I have officially ordered it. Obviously, it has to ship from Japan, so be a bit. Give us some time. <laughs> wait to just. It is just herd bomb on the sponge. <laughs> that little fish guy they made is really cool, though. He's made out of all the fish, like a school of fish. Yeah, that, yeah that's the right. Fish, fish. Chima group in, in general, I don't know. Maybe, like, I know of them. I know you know of them, Gary. I don't know how well they're known, but people should know who they are because it's just fun. It's like, I think it's like the perfect. It's kind of got sort, like, it's it appeals to you, Gary, and your aesthetic. It appeals to me. It's like a, just a I don't know. I feel like it's a blending of styles. But does it appeal to George? He doesn't like smooth and dumb. That fish one's really nice. Okay. Is it because that it one's... has more sculpted element to it? Or do um, you just like the idea of all these fish forming a fish character? Yeah, I like. Oh, I like the. Well, I like the idea of it. And I like the execution. I think it came out really nice. Okay. Um, most of the other characters, I would probably not buy. Maybe like the little traffic cone, I would probably want, but. Not, I wouldn't, most of this other stuff is not for me. I see yeah. its appeal, I just don't, it's not really my kind of collection stuff. Yeah. Still, I'm still trying to learn you, George, because I had sent you this toy that I saw. I know you love penis-y things, and <laughs> you just Great. That's, I, that's what I'm known for now. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I know you like Sesame Street, and I know you like penis things. I mean, I'm still learning you, George, but, like, you just seem to have a thing for penis toys. And I thought for sure, I see this in my feed, I think, yeah, I hate that, but George is going to love it. It's related to penises. And I send it to you. It's this rubber, uh, what is it, rubber boy made by C. Dan. Oh, no, it's not for me. But it's like a little condom figure. And I thought, penis-related, Georgia love it. And then you didn't like it. And I was so shocked. And I'm like, I don't know. I still just don't know George. <laughs> You're kind of the same way, though, too, Teresa. Like, there's a lot of things that we think you would like. Like, to us, it's cute. It's like, oh, that's so Teresa. And then you're like, eh, no. I think we're all still feeling each other out. I'm just a picky fool. I know I can be very – but I think you're learning how particular I am. Yeah. We never, you know, I was supposed to do that game forever ago. Remember that Teresa game, and I was going to show you a bunch of toys, and you're going to tell me whether can, or not. Yeah, you can we do that I, for next episode? I feel like with this thing going on, we need, need to lighten fun. the mood. Let's just have some fun next episode. Let's just let's bring back I, another game night edition, or just can each of us maybe on the next? I don't know if we'll do it next week or in two weeks, but can we each try to develop a game for each other to play next time? Jessica's got a lot of time. Maybe she'll try and do it. Yeah, that last <laughs> game that Jess, like, was it Jess or you developed? That was great. That was a lot it of fun. It was me. I did it. Yeah, Jess, can you help yeah. us out? All right. I'll try to think of something. You're you're right, though. I think, I know people probably need a distra distraction, escape. I know for sure. And I do slightly apologize. I feel like we talked more on the Corona stuff than we intended, but yeah, so how about let's next, try to you know, maybe in the next coming weeks we can try to lighten the mood, maybe play some games, get some guests on that we know would be just fun well, and silly to talk to. Maybe Jess would like to join. You're always fun and silly. And yeah. then um, <laughs> otherwise, let's wrap this up. Why don't each of you take a brief moment and let the listeners know where they can find you. Teresa, go first. 
Uh, yep. Uh, find me on Instagram, tmhawk24. I don't post a whole lot lately. I'm posting some stuff to stories. And as a super side note, I think I mentioned it briefly. Uh, if you have a Switch and you're using the time right now to distract and you have the new Animal Crossing New Horizons game, I have it. Reach out. Let's be friends. Let's visit each other's islands. It'll be awesome. <laughs> George, would you like to? That, I don't know what any of that means, but <laughs> you just go to dolgytoys.com for me. George, you don't play video games? No. Uh, no, I don't. Not really. Well, all right. I, well, people, it, would, people, it would make me very not productive. Uh, I honestly am a little concerned for myself because work is nuts and I am already way deep in this game. So pray for me. <laughs> All right, my name is Gary Ham. You can find me at superham.com. You've been listening to the Marsham. Oh, before we do that, we should probably say again, support your stores. They're going through tough times. Support the artists as best as you can. Uh, we have three amazing stores as sponsors, 3dretro.com, strangecattoys.com, and myplasticheart.com. Yeah, I, I feel weird just saying our sponsors. We'll have to somehow change that. But I think I don't want to offend our sponsors. Just say support our sponsors and anyone else you can. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. All right. We already so, said it in the episode. Continue. Spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gary, this has been the Marching on Toy Hour. We try to do this every week, not because we have to. But because but we want to. to. Okay. So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. <laughs> Just way to jump in there. <laughs> Can this nightmare end already so the show gets back to normal? I hate having to try to sidestep the the grim. I want to get back to just frivolously enjoying toys. I know, and it's hard because, like I said, even even if I were like following along, I don't know. I feel like there's not a whole. I don't know. Everything's on hold, on pause, in a weird way. To a certain degree, yeah, but to a certain degree, but then you still got the independent producers trying to. We might not be seeing like a lot of the mass-produced stuff, but I think the indie producers are still trying to crank stuff up out. Everybody's yeah. got to pay their bills. No one's like now that everyone's real job is gone. Yeah. Right. 